It's time for the most interactive radio program in Las Vegas today. It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now Pushing the Limits, here's Brian Shapiro. Well, what's up, everybody? How's everybody doing out there? Happy Thursday. It is Pushing the Limits on a beautiful day in the Valley. Broadcasting everywhere on YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Twitch. We're all over the place, man. We're going to have a lot of fun today. Oh, yeah. We're going to be talking about some of my favorite people, including uh, the My Pillow idiot, Mike Lindell. And yes, he is an idiot. I think he's back on drugs, by the way. And I always thought that he stuffed uh, drugs in his pillows. Uh, I'll explain why I'm saying that coming up here in a little bit, because he did this deposition and he really had a complete meltdown, but it's hilarious. It's very entertaining. So we're going to play that a little bit later on in the show. Uh, Gymnasium Jordan embarrassed in the House chambers once again yesterday. Uh, Swalwell just absolutely destroyed him. I'll explain what happened, uh, why they were all on Capitol Hill yesterday. We'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, one of the reasons why I got into radio uh, is because of Howard Stern. And uh, he's been talking about wokeness on his radio show, and all the right-wingers are going after him. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. we got the big man, the seven-footer, the 12-year NBA veteran, Paul McKeskey, coming in studio. Plenty of sports to get get to with him, not just basketball stuff. But uh, what about this Deion Sanders story, man? It's it's really turning into something pretty special, what he's doing over there in Colorado. So we're going to talk to Big Mo about that. He also was a coach for 20 years. You know, the beautiful thing about social media, before I get to some of the news that I'm going to get to is that sometimes you talk to people that you haven't spoken to in decades and decades. And I had somebody yesterday, his name is Sean. Uh, I haven't spoke to him in decades. And uh, the reason why we connected is because he watches my show on social media. Uh, and I've been getting that a lot lately of people that I really, uh, one guy that I went to high school with who runs a bar in California, he hit me up the other day and he said, Hey, your boy, Anthony Scaramucci stopped by my bar and I told them that I went to high school with you and they had a conversation about me and the mooch. It's pretty cool stuff. So that's the beauty of doing a show is we're not just on an FM or AM radio station here in Vegas, but we're on uh, broadcasting live all over the place. And and, and people reach out to me and it's, it, it, I'm really grateful for that. So thank you very much. All right. We're going to get to the Mike Lindell stuff here in just a few minutes. But forgive me because I, I do want to talk about somebody here in town that recently just stepped down uh, from the uh, vice chair of the Clark County Republican Party. All right, so I would imagine there's probably only a dozen people in this town who know who this guy is, and I'm probably giving him way too much media attention. But forgive me here for a few minutes, because there's a guy by the name of Johnny Brew here in town. And if you don't know who he is, he's a guy who runs this math institute, and he's a former Clark County teacher. I actually met him like 20 years ago, and I never consider, considered him a very intelligent person. And I kind of laugh at him and I poke the bear once in a while. I don't think he's like this horrible guy that wants to hurt people, but I don't think he's a very bright person. That's just my personal opinion. Not to say that I'm Albert Einstein, but I'd like to think I'm a little bit more intelligent than people that hang out at Target and harass customers on their motorcycle and tell people not to shop there. If you don't remember what I'm talking about, I'm going to play a little quick clip for you. This was Johnny Brew a few months back hanging out on his motorcycle in a parking lot at Target because he didn't like the trans stuff that they were selling there. And then this is the guy who, for two months, he just stepped down, was the vice chair of the Clark County Republican Party. If you don't remember who Johnny Brew is, this is the kind of guy Johnny Brew is harassing customers in a Target parking lot. 
And you were saying, Johnny? Hear my quote from Rage Against the Machine? Yes. If you don't take action now, you settle for nothing later. That simple. Yep, and that's exactly what we've been getting. Conservatives have been getting nothing, and we're tired of it. Time to take the power back. Yep, take yeah. it all back. Take it back. Take the rainbow back, too. Yeah, take the rainbow back, too, you freaking idiots. That uh, Johnny Brew, this guy is, uh, he has a family, by the way. Like, he doesn't have, I guess he doesn't have better things to do. He's sitting on a motorcycle, harassing customers, going in and out of Target, telling them not to shop there because he personally doesn't like the trans shirts and the pro LGBT stuff that they're selling in Target. You have to be a special type of loser to wake up in the morning and do something like that. Anyway, those are the type of leaders that they vote in in the Republican Party here locally. So, Johnny Brew won the vice chair position for the Clark County Republican Party. Because, again, that's the kind of person that I guess Republicans want. You're a patriot if you harass customers going into Target. Now, I think it's quite frankly embarrassing. If I had a family member that did that, I would be shamed and embarrassed. But, you know, people in my family wouldn't do stuff like that because they're semi-intelligent. They're not bigots. And they just want people to live their lives. That's the way I was raised. Anyway, this guy lasted two months as the vice chair and he put out this video uh and i thought we'd play it for you because it is kind of funny and hilarious we'll do kind of a stop and go here this is johnny brew sort of announcing that he's stepping down as the uh, as the vice chair don't get me wrong i'm sure he got a lot accomplished here here's johnny brew himself hello fellow conservatives my name is john brookhagen and i am the vice chairman of the clark county republican party not anymore just saying that out loud Fills me with tremendous pride. Oh, yeah. The messages, Gay pride? the calls, the offers of help and support are incredibly humbling, <laughs> humbling and very inspiring. Can you stop it for one second? I'm sorry I haven't. How much support do you think it, he has? Like when he says he gets support and he's getting all these emails, what, like like uh, Brutal Britney giving him support? Matt Anthony? Like who do you think his real supporters are? I don't know. I'm just I'm just kind of throwing that out there. Proud Boy members. Anyway, go ahead. Let's continue to listen to the very intelligent Johnny Brew. And very inspiring. Oh, yes. I'm sorry I haven't been providing many updates lately. <laughs> I can assure you that it isn't because I haven't been working hard every day. <laughs> I'm sure you are at, at a Target parking it's lot. It's because the singular things that we should be talking about are taboo. Taboo? I agree to represent all CCRP members. <laughs> yeah. I promise production and transparency. <laughs> Being unable to report on either has left me muted. I can't speak of how embarrassed I am by the work. <laughs> I'd be embarrassed CCRP. too if I was him. I can't speak about my experience. No, you just can't speak. How horrible it has been Ugh. by design. Now, <clears throat> I may not talk <clears throat> about the caucus unless I'm 100% in favor. <laughs> These are the things that need discussing most. Now, I knew. Going into my new position. These are the things that, that need discussing. The only new mm. face with 11 incumbents on the board would have its challenges. But I certainly believed my hard work and earnest attempts to make this work for the betterment of our community <laughs> would take precedence by all involved. Unfortunately, I was mistaken. All right, stop. I stop it for a second. Yeah, you were mistaken. First of all, what hard work is he talking about? Picking up the phone and uh, calling random Republicans and saying vote Republican. Like, I'd love to know what actual real work Johnny Brew did other than a failed podcast that he doesn't do anymore. Like, what what exactly does this guy, what has he done? What has he done to actually help people? I'm trying to get Republicans elected into office. Well, what have you done? 
I would love to know one thing that this guy has ever done to help somebody when it comes politically or even Republicans. Forget about Americans, Republicans. Anyway, let's listen to more of Johnny Brew. By the way, is he doing this, uh, Numchuck? Is he doing this in a Target parking lot? Is he doing this in his mom's basement? Like, where is this video being recorded? Can you share that with me? Looks like a Target. Is it? it, it I think is it a Target I think dressing he's in room? The, the department. Oh, with it all is. the clothing. Okay. Okay. Because I wasn't sure. You know, I wasn't sure where he was doing. I, I don't know. Uh, was it in uh, Jesse Law's bedroom? Uh, I just wanted to know. That's all. I'm just asking. I'm just throwing out that question there. I don't know. Is he wearing Mike McDonald knee pads? I, I just, I just want to know where he's doing, you know, what is he wearing? And is, is he on a motorcycle? Is he yelling at target customers? Anyway, I, I, I digress. Go ahead. Fortunately, I was mistaken. I believe that setting me up to fail, trying to make me look bad. What do you mean setting you up to fail? You fail yourself. A priority for my colleagues and for better or worse has taken away from what they should be concentrating on. <laughs> what no one Let's talk about that. that. I'm sorry. I got to stop this again. What should they be concentrating on? Harassing customers at Target, attacking the LGBT community, taking away a woman's right to choose, lying about the 2020 election, attacking Dr. Fauci and other infectious disease experts, calling COVID a hoax, uh, t- talking about how horrible it is, about how drag queens read books to kids. What, what should they be focused on? Uh, voter integrity. I'm telling you, these idiot Far-right MAGA Republicans are some of the dumbest people on the planet. Go ahead. What no one seems to see is that I have been working incredibly hard to help the CCRP become functional. I'm sure you have. And organized. Yeah. Many members have asked for an organizational flowchart, which I produced a rough draft of. (laughs) I've been awaiting the chairman's approval or recommendations for seven weeks now. I've had dozens of capable volunteers calling me. So I have authored a committee handbook detailing each committee that is outlined by the bylaws, as well as the other committees that existed before the election, which was still functional. While looking through all the meeting notes, it appears almost all of the committees were started this past April, May, or June of 2023. All right. So, listen, there's a lot of nonsense in there. I'd love to look at that organizational flowchart, that draft. Uh, I'm sure it's uh, incredible and very enlightening. One thing that me and Johnny Brew do agree on is that Jesse Law is an incompetent clown. We we do agree on that. A Mike McDonald uh, protege, for lack of a better term. Anyway, congratulations, Johnny. You lasted two months. Uh, and, you know, I, I do congratulate him for that because that's a lot longer than most of my relationships. So, I, I mean, I do I do give him credit for that. Um, again, he goes in the same title as the uh, Brutal Britneys and the Matt Anthonys and, and, and that group of people. The Get It Done Gang or whatever the hell they're called. I, I don't know. Uh, so, congratulations. Nobody thought he'd last long and, and he didn't. Uh, he, he lasted longer than Donald Trump did with Stormy Daniels, but that's, that's about it maybe. But anyway, congratulations, Johnny. It sounded like you did a bunch of noble work there. Back to your math institute. Um, and, uh, we wish you the best of luck. Speaking of wishing people the best of luck, um, I, I did have a my pillow once and it was very lumpy and it was very uncomfortable and I gave it away to somebody else cause I didn't like it. Uh, Numchuck, have you ever had a, uh, my pillow before 
Probably. I'm not sure. I so, you know, if you don't remember it, it must have not been that comfortable. No, no it was just another pillow, yeah. right? You know, like if you stay at like all due respect to Circus Circus or some of these hotels where you can get a room for like $19 and you wake up in the morning and your neck is just so stiff. Horrible. You know, I mean, that's the one thing. Horrible. On my, that's the one thing on my body when I wake up in the morning that I don't want to be stiff is my neck, if you know what I'm saying. And yes, uh, that's that's a my pillow. Uh, they're, they're not very comfortable. And uh, they're lumpy. Anyway, the reason why we're talking about Mr. Mike Lindell, who, who seems like a very sane human being, by the way, very sane. Uh, you know, his story of, you know, cocaine addict to rich pillow pitchman um, to Trump fanboy and election liar seems to have taken a new turn, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Lindell lost his cool during a series of legal depositions recently. It's notice all these MAGA morons. Now they're having all these legal troubles. Well, maybe you shouldn't lie for a living to try to make money because that's what Mike Lindell is. He's a snake oil salesman. We know that for a fact based on his history. He was yelling, swearing, calling lawyers' names, uh, banging his fist on the table, repeatedly slamming down a pile of legal documents during this deposition he gave defending himself in a defamation lawsuit. If you don't know who Eric Coomer is, he's the former director of product strategy at the Security for Dominion Voting Systems. We all know that all these idiots on Fox News and the Mike Lindells of the world claimed that Dominion voting machines were hacked into, and that's how Donald Trump won the 2020 election. We know the 800 million plus lawsuit that uh, Fox News had to pay out Dominion because they're liars, just like Mike Lindell was a liar. But this audio, I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, is hilarious. Um, so there's a moment here where the attorney in this deposition uses the term lumpy pillows and Mike Lindell just loses his mind and it is absolutely hilarious and it is radio gold. And I'm going to play it for you right now because this guy is unhinged. Have a listen to this. And I'm not asking about the lumpy pillow calls up. no they're not lumpy pillows that's not what they call on okay that when you say lumpy pillows now you're an <laughs> you got that you're an like is what you are like no he's, a no, he's an ambulance chasing <laughs> that's what you are the lumpy pillows kiss my <laughs> put that in your book no they, they answer anything any problem customer that wants to reach mike lindell those are the ones i want to talk to mike lindell i want to talk to mike lindell they send them to here and they go or they call about um maybe they didn't get their pillow on time because of uh um the fedex or whatever but we'll cover them even though it could be somebody else's fault nobody called because of a lumpy pillow <laughs> i did but good good one though you're done yeah, I'm done. Stop it for a second. What I'm saying Obviously, is... you don't have a MyPillow. <laughs> Obviously, you don't have a MyPillow. <laughs> I'm one of those people I called in. I was angry about the lumpy pillows. This guy is unhinged. He has lost his freaking mind. Hilarious, though, that the lawyer was just trying to make a point. Hey, we're not going to talk about lumpy pillows or customers that complained. People complain about his pillows all the time. But this guy is unhinged. All right, we have to continue this now because it's it's extremely entertaining. Go ahead. I have a my pillow too. You don't, do you? What I'm saying is, Mr. Lindell. What? Go ahead. No, I'm pissed. I understand. Yeah, go. When you're saying what? Do you need to take a break? No, I don't need to take a break. All right. Here's what I'm you're asking. Done. Your sir. lumpy pillow question kind of set a nerve. 
because obviously, just like your question in here, Mike's in your little complaint, Mike's frivolous uh, cyber symposium, this whole case is frivolous. You should be ashamed of yourself. But go ahead. Finish your question on this and try not to talk about I get personal and, and bad mouth my employees or my pillows or anything like that. Your pillows suck. Go ahead. <laughs> I haven't said a single word about your employees. And I don't own one of You've your You've attacked pillows. them. You've attacked them. You were part of this. You're getting paid on consignment. You get paid if they get money from my employees. Yes, you have attacked them. You personally did this with Newsmax. You, and I called it right out, the criminal lawyers and Coomer, when you guys did this to Why me. does he keep pounding the table? The question of the week. Do I think they played a role? Of course they did. And not only assuming for billions here, now you got to double down and do it some more. But I guess you all lawyers, the Amos Chase lawyers, you all need a piece of the pie. I get that. You know, that's nice. They all want a piece of the pie. This guy is unhinged. His anger, by the way, he put himself in this position with his comments about Dominion voting machines. When you are lying, and let me be very clear on this, Mike Lindell is actually smarter than some people think. Just like Donald Trump, he knows that Donald Trump lost the 2020 election. So many of you might be saying, well, Brian, if that's the case, then why has he been on this tour of saying Trump won? I'll tell you why. Very simple reason. If you look at any of these ridiculous symposiums that he's done about election integrity, and by the way, he's shown no proof that there was any widespread voter fraud. But if you look at all these symposiums, all these interviews he's done, he's always promoting his pillows. Even at the symposiums, they're selling products. They're promoting his pillows. It's free advertising for his crappy, lumpy pillows. That's why he's done this since day one. He's done this since day one so he can get the free advertising so he could make money. Now, certainly it's going to backfire on him, and it already is because he's lost some lawsuits already, and he's going to continue to lose more like this one because he lied about the Dominion voting machines. Look at all the press that Mike Lindell has received for free since Donald Trump became president of the United States. He's all over the television. He's more of a household name now than he ever has been. Now, for the wrong reasons, but he's done it to make money. Very similar to Donald Trump on a larger scale. Donald Trump knows he lost the 2020 election. Now, he will never admit that, but he knows it. Donald Trump has literally made hundreds of millions of dollars from idiots out there that have donated to him after he lost the election and said he needed donations to fight voter fraud and the, and the stolen election. He literally received upwards of $300 million in donations from people that are all very stupid in this country. And he was able to keep, if memory serves me right, the laws are 80% of that to do whatever he wants to do with it. Of the $300 million and more that he received, it was documented that he only spent about $5 million of that $300 plus million on legal fees in challenging the election after he lost over 60 times in court. The rest of the money he was able to keep himself. And there are dumb people across America. Ah, oh, my husband, he, he, he donated our life savings. Our, our kid was going to go to college. Well, then you're an idiot. You're a dumbass and you deserve it. Anybody who would donate to this guy is, is, is dumb as a doornail. Dumb as a doornail. I say that and it rings true today. Donald Trump did one thing very well. He exposed how stupid people are in this country. Mike Lindell has done the exact same thing. Mike Lindell doesn't truly believe that Donald Trump won the election. He said these things about Dominion, and he's been saying these things constantly about how the election was stolen. 
to promote his pillows. It's going to backfire on him. But we get into more now into this deposition. It's almost impossible to do a deposition with Mike Lindell because he's insulting you. He's calling you names and he's not answering the questions. But I am going to try to uh, play a little bit uh, more from you because it is very entertaining. Here we go. Non-responsive. Let me, well, let like me explain that, huh? a few more things to you. <laughs> what? Let me explain a few more things to you. Mm -hmm. Have you given a deposition before like this? I've given a ton of depositions. Okay, so you, you understand the process somewhat. Sure do. Okay. When I ask you a question, you need to do your best to respond only to my question. Are going to arrest me? I'll you say whatever I want, that. and if we have extra, that's too bad. There's no rule that says I can't give a full answer. So, I'm, not, you know, I'm telling you the rules. Have you ever been in a deposition where they can't stand who you are? <laughs> Have you? A lot more than you, sir. Okay, good. Keep going. Right. Don't tell me about my depositions. You're not my boss. You're just some frivolous lawyer in here, and you bring in this frivolous case to me. And especially against a company that had nothing to do with anything. Right. You're disgusting. All right, stop it for Keep a second. This is, how, this is what, what a moron Mike Lindell is. You made statements. You're the CEO of MyPillow. You made statements, this isn't frivolous lawsuit, that were lies about Dominion. Was it a frivolous lawsuit against Fox News? No. That's why Fox News settled and paid them over $800 million. You own my pillow. You're the CEO. This is where you make most of your money. Everything Mike Lindell just said is a lie. I feel like you need to be pounding on the desk. Why does he keep doing that? I, He's unhinged. He, he keeps pounding his fist on the table. It's 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 mesmerizing. I'm surprised he didn't break his wrist. Yeah. Yeah. Why doesn't he punch his pillow? What they should do is they should give him a lumpy my pillow should on the table. Should be a desk of pillows. Right. So that when he gets angry and he punches the table, he punches that lumpy pillow. Uh, May, that, and it might break it down and make and then it cocaine an starts, pillow. And then cocaine and drugs start flying out of the exactly. pillow. That would be a dream come true. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I, I want you to understand another thing. What's that? This case is pending in federal court in Colorado. I don't care. What does that have to do with anything? Do you understand that? Yes. All right. Um, there's a federal judge that's going to likely be reading and watching this deposition. I don't care. Do you care. understand that? I don't care. She should have dismissed this a long time ago. Okay. She's, she hasn't ruled on that. There's a problem. I got a problem with her, too. Okay. The judge has practice standards on how... No, the judge did not dismiss this case. We put in to get it dismissed, and she ruled an unfair ruling saying, well, go ahead and do discovery and waste all your time while I'm sitting there not doing nothing. That's what that judge is doing. <laughs> so don't tell me what the judge is doing, and you just let me worry about the judge reading this, okay? I just want you to understand that. No, you, you, be don't, you just don't worry about me. You're not out for my benefit, okay? <laughs> no, he's he, not. He, he's out for no. my benefit, not that's, you. That's true. So you can do, don't worry if I say something that offends the judge, okay? You just let me worry about that. You got that? <laughs> yeah, I got it. Okay, good. Keep going. <laughs> the reason I bring that up, sir, is if the judge is not pleased with your conduct in this deposition, there may be penalties okay good you tell her you go ahead and you you thank you for the, you're worrying about old mike you're you're really <laughs> scary it you seems won't. like you bring a frivolous case up you really have my back <laughs> go ahead keep going that judge you put this in the record that judge it's a big problem i got if someone didn't have the money or time to sit through this garbage when i put into her summary judgment last summer and she hasn't ruled on it either say yay or nay it's disgusting stop it, stop it for it's a disgusting second. to no, our country no mike no mike 
you're disgusting for our country. I will agree with Mike Lindell on this. I will side with him on this. He's right when he says this attorney is definitely not on his side. He's right. This attorney wants to squeeze out every dollar out of out of the douchebag, Mike Lindell. He wants to take every dollar from this guy. And by the way, I don't blame him one bit. Take every cent and take every dollar from this snake oil salesman douchebag who has been lying about the election and his pillows suck. All right, let's continue here. Go ahead. And she hasn't ruled on it. Either say yay or nay. It's disgusting. It's disgusting to our country that she couldn't make a ruling. Go, go ahead and do deposition. If it was some guy that didn't have money, you would put them under just in this garbage. Wasting my day. Yeah. Wasting my time. But think if it was someone on the street. Don't you care about people? This is disgusting. Uh, disgusting. This judge should have ruled a long time ago that you're yay or nay, frivolous or not. But she didn't. She said, go ahead and do discovery while I sit and decide what I'm going to do. That's disgusting. I got no problem with you on that. I got a problem with the judge not making a ruling. So there. Now go ahead. Now that the judge has that on record. Now you don't have to worry about what me and the judge think of each other. <laughs> Sounds right? like Alex Jones. I'm responsive. Here's, here's another thing that I need you to know, Mr. Lindell. If the court determines that you're not being responsive or acting in good faith today, we may have to come back and do this some more. And I want you to understand that. Oh, I got that. <laughs> and if that's the I case, that I will be asking for attorney's fees and costs for oh, you us will, to huh? do it again. I'm already asking for them. I might just come after you guys for the most frivolous case ever when this is done. <laughs> if there's a way to sue you, believe me, I'm doing it. Okay. Okay, just so you know that, Ooh. beyond anything you've ever seen. So be prepared. Michael Dell's going to screw you with one of his pillows. I'm committed to being polite and professional. Okay, today. go ahead. We're All getting right. through that. Now you know where I sit. Let's get on with it. Okay. <laughs> radio gold, man. Absolute radio gold. This guy, you know, you notice how all these Trumpers, they all they do is trash judges. Do you notice that? All these Trumpers, it could be Rudy Giuliani. It could be Mike Lindell. It could be Donald Trump himself. They're the ones that are going after the judges because when they're guilty and they know they're guilty and they know they're in a lot of trouble, their only defense is going after the prosecutors, going after the judges, going after all the attorneys. I mean, really, that's what that because they have nothing else to go on. This is such an open and closed case. Mike Lindell did what Fox News did. He went after the Dominion voting machines. He lied and knowingly lied about the Dominion voting machines because when you say an election was stolen, from, say, Dominion voting machines, and you have no real evidence to back that up, then you suffer through what Fox News has and what now Mike Lindell is going through, which is a lawsuit for defamation. And Mike Lindell is going to have to cough up a lot of money. And when it's all said and done, he might lose his MyPillow business. Quite frankly, I hope he does because he's a despicable human being and he wants to talk about this lawsuit being bad for the country. No, he's bad for the country. I do have a gift for you, though, ladies and gentlemen. Because we have a little uh, mix song. From, it's, it's, uh, what I called it is I called it the, the Lumpy Pillow Mix, where we took a little, you know, take a little uh, excerpts from this deposition, which is Radio Gold. You can listen to the whole thing. I just don't have time to play the whole thing today. I got to get to other stuff. Uh, it's very entertaining. I watched it last night, and I, I could not stop laughing. My face hurt from laughing so hard. So here's a little 30-second Lumpy Pillow Mix, brought to you by Mike Lindell himself. Have a listen to this. Lumpy Pillow, kiss my ass. Lumpy Pillow, lump, Lumpy Pillow, Lumpy Pillow, kiss my ass. Kiss, kiss my ass. Lump, lumpy Pillow, Lumpy Pillow, kiss my ass. Lumpy Pillow, lump, Lumpy Pillow, Lumpy Pillow, kiss my ass. Kiss
obviously you don't have a my pillow too. You don't, do you? Lumpy pillow. Kiss my ass. Come on, help me out here. Lumpy pillow. Kiss my ass. Lumpy pillow. Kiss my ass. Hey, I, listen, I'm not a record producer. I've never been in the music business before, but I'll give you my opinion. That is a number one hit. I'm just telling you, it's got a, it's got a nice ring to it, literally. It's very catchy. You know, we all know who Mike Lindell is, right? It's, it's very catchy, right? Super catchy. It's very catchy. It gets me going. It gets my blood flowing, you know? It's, I mean, maybe I could use it for Viagra. I don't know. It gets me going, you know? Listen to that. It's genius. I think Mike Lindell should, should be creating his own music. And I, I'm sorry. I think that's a smash hit. I, th- I think it's a smash hit. I think we should play it every show. Um, and, and I think Mike Lindell should change his occupation from, from cocaine addict pillow owner, uh, to musician. Um, you know, DJ, DJ, uh, I don't know. We could call him DJ Lumpy Pillow. I think that has a nice ring to it. Don't you think? I don't know. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll continue to monitor this deposition. Uh, I have a feeling that Mike Lindell is going to be called back because he really didn't answer any of the questions that were asked him. And it is, uh, Quite funny, ladies and gentlemen. I don't feel bad for Mike Lindell at all. No, I don't. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break, and when we come back... <laughs> I love this song. I blast it. Make it louder. Yeah. Is that as loud as it can go? Yeah, there you go. All right, all right. come back. I'm going to play that every, every day. I'm not kidding. When we come back, Jim Jordan was completely embarrassed in the House Chambers. We'll explain why uh, coming up here after the break. And Howard Stern, my radio idol, talking about wokeness. And we got the Fox News response to Howard Stern, which is which is kind of funny in itself as well. Take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mike Lindell on Pushing the Limits right here on KSHB. But I'm saying obviously you don't have a my pillow too. You don't, do you? Hey everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super. Hero, that is. Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at the Postal Annex. They have a notary signing agent, on-site daily, no appointment needed, and they offer a full-scale printing services from shipping labels to documents, business cards, banners, photos, and business signage. They're your passport service headquarters. They offer passport photos, and they can renew your adult passports. If you're traveling in a hurry, they can get those passports to you within seven days or less. Mailbox rentals with a physical street address, and they also receive your packages from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, USPS, and more. Here's the best part. If you're a Pushing the Limits listener, they have an introductory rate of only 39 bucks for a three-month service. You can't beat it. Give them a call. 702-873-8005. Check them out at 6130 West Flamingo Road. It's the Postal Annex. Tell them I sent you. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event 
requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Listening to the official, um, the, the official song of uh, PTL, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Lindell. Thank you so much. Obviously, you don't have a my pillow. Obviously, I just love the end there. I love it. Obviously, you don't have a my pillow. Welcome back to the show. I want to tell you guys about uh, my favorite gaming bar in town, which is Jackson's Bar and Grill, located at Flamingo and Jones. I'm going to be heading out there today. Actually, great promotions every Wednesday. A chance to win up to three thousand dollars. A spin a wheel multiple times if you if you can earn enough points. The food's great. The promotions are great out there, and uh, I'll be heading out there today. Jackson's Bar and Grill, located at Flamingo and Jones. Tell them that you're a PTL listener and PTL sent you over there. So. A lot going on on Capitol Hill yesterday, including uh, Mr. Garland, who was uh, pressed by all the right-wing MAGA idiots out there about uh, Hunter Biden's laptop. And, and, and it's very tricky for Garland because he's not allowed to comment on ongoing investigations. So what the Republicans, the MAGA Republicans, and I'm talking about the Matt Gates of the world and the Jim Jordans of the world, because they're all idiots. They never pass anything. Jim Jordan is the gymnasium Jordan is the perfect example of a guy that's been on Capitol Hill forever and has never passed anything in his life. Maybe gas. That's about it. He's a liar. He's a traitor to this country. And as you know, he's also defied a subpoena for over 500 days when it came to January 6th. And the reason why he's done that is because he will incriminate himself. Because there's no question in my mind that he was a part of January 6th. We know that he spoke to the president, the former president that day. Look at that. I almost called him the president. I sound like that chick Welker who did the interview on Meet the Press. Uh, Mr. President, no, the former president, Donald Trump, and probably uh, most likely will never be in office again. He might be behind bars. But there was a moment where, and Garland did the best job he could with these MAGA idiots pressing him on Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden's laptop and a two-tier justice system. Meanwhile, Hunter Biden has now been indicted for the second time, but they keep saying it's a two-tier justice system, these idiots on the right. So... 
there was a moment here, and listen, I can play a lot of audio clips from these right-wing a-holes that are trying to make it sound like, because they have nothing else to, to talk about or defend, they can't defend Donald Trump, so they want to go after Hunter Biden and want to go after the Bidens, even though to this day there's no evidence that Joe Biden has done anything wrong. So they go after Garland and they try to make it seem like Garland is Joe, uh, Garland is, is, is Joe Biden's attorney. And of course, Garland said that's not true. Not the attorney of anybody, you know, in Washington, not the attorney. Uh, he's the people's attorney. He said it over and over again. And of course, uh, Matt Gates and the Jim Jordans, they're asking about specifics about Hunter Biden. He can't answer any specifics on an ongoing investigation. But the Republicans don't seem to understand that. Or if they do, they have nothing else to ask him. So there was a moment where Jim Jordan uh, said that Garland could be held in contempt, which is absolutely astounding and ridiculous. And Representative Swalwell, who obviously is a Democrat, then had a chance to speak, and he made such a good point and just absolutely clowned Jim Jordan. Have a listen to this. Hello, conservatives. That's Johnny Brew. We definitely don't want to play Johnny Brew. I can't give him more than four minutes of airtime. Uh, all right. So this is Mr. What- Attorney General. My colleague just said that you should be held in contempt of Congress. And that is quite rich because the guy who's leaving the hearing room right now, Mr. Jordan, is about 500 days into evading his subpoena. About 500 days. So if we're going to talk about contempt of Congress, let's get real. I mean, are, are you serious that Jim Jordan a witness to one of the greatest crimes ever committed in America, a crime where more prosecutions have occurred than any crime committed in America, refuses to help his country, and we're going to get lectured about subpoena compliance and contempt of Congress? Jim Jordan won't even honor a lawful subpoena? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? There's no credibility on that side. Mr. Attorney General, you are serious. They are not. You are decent. They are not. You are fair. They are not. So I welcome you to the law firm of Insurrection LLP, where they work every single day on behalf of one client, Donald Trump. And they do that at the expense of millions of Americans who need the government to stay open, who want their kids safe in their schools, and would like to see Ukraine stay in the fight so that we don't help Russia. That's the expense that this nonsense, this clown show, I'd call it a clown show, except they actually have real responsibilities that affect real Americans. It's the difference between one side that believes in governing and one side that believes in ruling. Amen, brother. Amen, Representative Swalwell. You you could not be more right on that. This idiot Gymnasium Jordan, who, by the way, There's no doubt in my mind, based on the evidence, because I've interviewed some of the people that Jim Jordan actually coached on uh, that wrestling team. Jim Jordan knew that kids were being raped and he did nothing. How do I know that? I spoke to one of the people that was on the team. I had that person on my show a few years ago. They have no reason to lie. They're not making any money by lying. And the guy told me that Jim Jordan was crying to him on the phone not to go public. Jim Jordan enabled a pedophile to rape kids and now he's defying a subpoena and he's the one that says he wants to hold Garland in contempt. These people need to be called out. Again, another MAGA Republican. And I love that term, the law firm of insurrection LLP, because that's what the Jim Jordans and the Matt Gateses and all those people in the world, 
They will defend Donald Trump. They will defend the insurrectionists. Even those who assaulted police officers, they continue to do that. They will not comply with subpoenas, as Jim Jordan has not, in a crime where all people want to know is the who, what, when, where, and why. Who was behind it? And Jim Jordan, again, the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world, all these people. It's a joke. It, it is a clown show. Representative Swalwell hit the nail on the head. This is a clown show. And while Republicans should be worried about how they're going to win an election, what they really should be worried about is the American people and what they care about. And while they continue to try to take away a woman's right to choose, and six out of ten Americans believe that a woman should have the right to do what she wants to do with her own body, six out of ten, Republicans and Democrats, these MAGA Republicans out there still want to take away a woman's right to choose. They continue to complain about Obamacare with no replacement plan. Do you remember the years of Donald Trump where all he, hey, we got that replacement plan coming in two weeks. Funny, we never got that replacement plan, did we? We never got that replacement plan. That is a perfect example of what Republicans stand for in 2023. They want to complain about the Biden administration. They'll complain about Obamacare, for example, but they have no solution, no replacement plan. That's what they do. They'll complain about all the money we're sending to the Ukraine, but then when you ask some of these MAGA Republicans, some of them are actually rooting for Vladimir Putin, and all you hear from Donald Trump is, I can end this war in 24 hours. Oh, really? Mr. Former President? How would you do that? I would call Vladdy and tell him to back off. Yeah, I'm sure that would work. And, and, and you hear others like Vivek Ramaswamy that say he would consider giving Vladimir Putin parts of the country, parts of Ukraine, which is absurd. Don't even bother talking to them about gun control. The only gun that they care about is the one that Hunter Biden illegally possessed. Do you ever hear them talking about guns and crimes involving guns? Do you ever hear them saying that they want to punish people? Do you ever hear them talking about gun control unless somebody asks them about it? No. The only time they really want to press somebody on a gun is when it's Joe Biden's son. Don't you find that kind of ironic? We don't care about gun control, but when it's Hunter Biden, let's get him. Even though it was an unloaded, unloaded gun that he possessed illegally for 11 days and didn't commit a crime with it, let's put him in jail for the rest of his life. These stupid right-wing MAGA buffoon Republicans, I am sick of it. Sick of it. They don't care about you. They don't care about your safety. They just want to score political points. It's maddening and it's a joke. And these flip-floppers, the spineless Kevin McCarthy, listen to what Kevin McCarthy said about Zelensky two, uh, a couple of years ago when he came to the United States. Completely different than what he's talking about when it comes to Zelensky now. There are Republicans in office that have called Zelensky literally a Nazi. It's disgusting. What is their fascination with transgenders? What is their fascination with drag queens? What is their fascination with Hunter Biden's penis? What is their fascination with all this stuff? Why is it they're always talking about sex? Why is it they want to always talk about banning books, and yet they call themselves, you know, the, the party that, that's not into the whole cancel culture stuff? Why are they obsessed with all this stuff? They have nothing better to talk about. That is their platform. Anti-gay anti-transgender. You don't believe me? Ask these Republicans in office how they feel about gay marriage. Most of them are against it. 
That These are the things that they care about. Let's make sure that somebody doesn't bake a cake and give it to two people that are gay if it's against his religion. Th- these are the type of topics that Republicans, not all Republicans, the MAGA Republicans care about today. And make no mistake about it, the MAGA Republicans are the ones that are in power right now. The MAGA Republicans are the big faces of the party, the Lauren Hoberts of the world, the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Jim Jordans, the Kevin McCarthy's, at least for now. The Matt Gates's, these are the Comers. These are the MAGA Republicans, Steve Scalise. These are the ones that are the most popular Republicans in office right now. Ron DeSantis. Mr. DeSantis was asked on Fox News by Trey Gowdy, if you're president on day one, how are you going to end the war? And he brought up gender ideology. If you don't believe me, it's, it's on YouTube. You can check it out for yourself if you don't believe me. These people have no solutions for this country. They're an embarrassment. It is a clown show. Jim Jordan is a guy that's never passed a bill in his entire political career. Why would you vote for somebody like that? Why? Jim Jordan is like the Johnny Brew of Republicans. I'm telling you. Completely useless. It's astounding to me how people out there defend these Republicans. Astounding. But I guess I shouldn't be surprised. So I got into radio over 20 years ago. That means I could be in Nevada Broadcasters Hall. I could be in the Nevada Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Had to throw that in there. Um, I got into radio in my early 20s. And my dad introduced me to a couple radio hosts when I was a kid. I was like 11 or 12 years old. He would drive me to school and he would say, Brian, I'm going to introduce you to, to a couple different radio hosts that I listen to every morning. One of them was Don Imus, who I never liked. The late Don Imus, who was just a racist pig. And then he introduced me to Howard Stern. And I said, Dad, keep it on that, please. And I started listening to Howard Stern. I think one of the greatest qualities of Howard is the way he interviews people. It doesn't matter whether you agree with that person or not. He's one of the best, I think the best in the business ever at interviewing people. Yes, there was a lot of male and female nudity on his show. Yes, he said a lot of things that some people would find inappropriate. But here's the difference between like a Howard Stern making a racist joke and somebody like Rush Limbaugh. You see, when Howard Stern made some jokes that some women would find piggish or childish, some people would find that inappropriate. But I think there's a big difference between a comedian and somebody attempting to make people laugh, whether you think it's an inappropriate joke or not. There's a fine line between someone making a joke and then someone just hate speech, right? Somebody just throwing out the N-word, somebody attacking somebody because of the color of their skin. There's a fine line difference between somebody making a joke that you might find inappropriate, and that's fine, and you don't have to listen to him, and then somebody like a Rush Limbaugh who spread hate speech and attacks on the gay community. He wasn't making jokes about people that are gay. He was attacking people for being gay. He did it every day. He wasn't making jokes about the trans community. He was attacking the trans community. There's a difference between self-deprecation, which Howard Stern is the master of, making fun of himself, and then making fun of others, and then somebody like Rush Limbaugh, who never made fun of himself. Did Rush Limbaugh ever call himself a fat piece of garbage? Did Rush Limbaugh ever make any comments about himself or how he possibly had a small genitalia, which I would guess he probably did. Did he ever make jokes? No, Howard Stern makes jokes about himself all the time. And then he jokes around about others as well. Now, if you don't like that sense of humor, then don't listen. No problem. But don't start to compare Howard Stern to a Rush Limbaugh, who who was a bigot, 
and the world is better without him. Don't start comparing the two. So here's Howard Stern talking about wokeness and, and you know, the, the word wokeness and how some people would say it's, it's got a negative connotation to it, being woke. Well, here's Howard Stern's interpretation of what wokeness is. Have a listen to this. If woke means I can't get behind Trump, which is what I think it means, or that I support people who want to be transgender or I'm for the vaccine, dude, call me woke as you want. I'm not for stupidity. But I am woke, motherfucker, and I love it. <laughs> Amen. I, I, I absolutely love it. I love it. Yeah, these people that say wokeness, wokeness. Well, what's wrong with being woke? What's wrong with being aware of your surroundings? What's wrong with treating everybody as equals? What's wrong with calling out people who judge other people because their sexuality might be different or the color of their skin might be different? Many of these people that use the term woke or wokeness, they can't even define it. They don't even know what it means. And of course, the people on Fox News and those on the far MAGA right are attacking Howard Stern for making these statements. Now, Greg Gutfeld is somebody that I never found funny. I think he's a little weasel. I can't watch his show. It's painful. So listen to Gutfeld's response to Howard Stern. Here's what uh, Gutfeld had to say about Howard Stern's definition of wokeness. Have a listen to this. Oh, dear. He swore. He swore that'll win over the woke. <laughs> He's a regular Huey Newton of the Hamptons. <laughs> Here's my theory. Wokeism is a contagion. Stern got it from Jimmy Kimmel, his new best friend, and Kimmel got it from his wife, and his wife got it from where you get all infections, a toilet seat. Ha, 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 So funny. By the way, even people in his, in the crowd weren't even laughing. There were like five people laughing at his stupid jokes. He's not funny at all. That's not a comedian. He tries to be funny. He's not. And by the way, a-hole, Jimmy Kimmel and Howard Stern have been friends for decades. It's not his new friend, you dummy. And it's not a contagion. And it's not something you can catch. You see, because if you're an intelligent person and you're a decent human being and you want to treat people as equals and you call out Bad people? That's not something you catch. It's called being a decent person and being logical and having a sense of reality. That's that's what that is. So if that's what wokeness is, I agree with Howard Stern 110%. This is where we are at in this country right now. I'm not making this stuff up. I know there are good Republicans out there. Mitt Romney, one of them. There's a lot of people out there that I don't necessarily agree with all the time when it comes to policy, but I have some respect for them. Liz Cheney, another one. I disagree with her on almost every policy that she's ever voted for and her stances on a lot of issues, but at least she stood up for truth. She stood up for Trump. It costed her her political career, and I will always respect her for that. Same thing with Mitt Romney and Adam Kinzinger. There are decent Republicans out there. Yes, I wish Chris Christie... Came around a lot earlier, but better late than ever. Or Hutchinson. There are some Republicans out there that have a sense of decency and have a moral compass. Many of them do not. Just go to the debate stage last month. They would still vote for Donald Trump, even if he's a convicted felon. This is supposed to be the law and order party. It's not the law and order party. In fact, it's cut to the contrary. It's the opposite. Don't believe me? Look at the way they treat some of these individuals. Look at the Democratic Party. 
Anthony Weiner ain't running for office anytime soon. <laughs> Who just did this show a few weeks ago. Uh, look at uh, Al Franken. I use Al Franken as a perfect example. He never broke the law. He took an inappropriate picture on a helicopter where he was pretending to grab a woman's breasts. And the Democrats forced him out. I thought that was overkill. What he did was inappropriate. He needed to apologize, which he did. Don't do it again. He didn't sexually assault anybody. But the Democrats said, nope, that's inappropriate. You're out the door. And he was forced to leave. Lauren Boebert fondled a man in public at a theater at the Beetlejuice play. Flipping off people who work there, vaping, recording, doing everything you're not supposed to do. And literally performing a sexual act on a man when there were children around at that play. Not only are they not outing her out of office, but no Republicans are even talking about it. That is the fundamental difference between Republicans and Democrats today. I'll give you another example. Mr. Fetterman. Now, I know all Republicans are up in arms about the dress code stuff. Listen, while I think Fetterman is a decent man, I support him. I like him. I do agree that there should be some dress code if you're an elected member of office. I do agree. But the last person that should be talking about morals and integrity and what you should or shouldn't wear are the MAGA Republicans like the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world and the Lauren Boberts of the world and the people on the far right. Keep in mind, Marjorie Taylor Greene last month was showing naked pictures of Hunter Biden in the House chambers, showing porn. And she wants to lecture people on what you should or shouldn't wear. Let me tell you something. Marjorie Taylor Greene should always wear a mask on her face so we can never see her face ever again. That's the dress code I would implement. Put a gag on her. That's what they should do. But I'll give you another perfect example of what I'm talking about. You know, when Mitch McConnell froze, and he's done that several times in the last couple months, and I'm not a doctor, I don't pretend to be one on the radio, but I think we all could agree there's something not right with Mitch McConnell. This has nothing to do with him being a Republican, nothing to do with my disagreements on policy or how he's doing his job. Medically, there's something wrong with Mitch McConnell. When you freeze like that, there's something wrong, right? I think we all could agree. So what did the president of the United States do? The first thing Joe Biden did was call Mitch McConnell and see how he was doing health-wise. It's the first thing he did. What did elected officials that are on the left do across this country? They wished Mitch McConnell well. Because that's what decent people would do, right? Even if you disagree with somebody, you wish them well, hope, you know, whatever's going on, you get, you get, get it checked out and you're okay. What did the Republicans do when Fetterman had a stroke? And when I say the Republicans, I'm not saying every Republican, but some of the big face Republicans, like, for example, a Ted Cruz or Matt Gates, they were calling Fetterman a vegetable. They were mocking him. They were mocking his speech. They were saying he shouldn't be in office. He can't even put a sentence together. They were making fun of him. They were poking the bear, mocking a man after having a stroke. You didn't hear Ted Cruz go on social media and say, geez, I hope Fetterman makes a full recovery. We wish uh, me and my wife and my family, we wish him the best. You didn't hear that from these MAGA Republicans. They were making fun of him. They were mocking him the same way they'll make fun of Joe Biden, who we know has had a stuttering issue since he was a child. Do we remember Donald Trump when he when he was making these hand motions, making fun of a journalist who was handicapped? Ladies and gentlemen, those are what MAGA Republicans stand for today. 
That is the fundamental difference between Republicans and Democrats today. And again, as I preface it by saying not not every Republican is like that. There are some good Republicans out there. I'm talking about the MAGA Republicans. That's who they are. They'll go after Stern for saying he's woke. They'll defend a liable rapist. Make no mistake about it. That's what Donald Trump is, according to our courts. He is a liable rapist. But let's talk about Hunter Biden's laptop, right? Let's do that. Let's talk about the president's son, a private citizen. Again, I preface it by saying no evidence that Joe Biden committed any crimes, did anything wrong. But let's talk about Hunter Biden's laptop. Let's talk about the fact that he had an illegal gun that was uh, not loaded, not used in a crime for 11 days. Republicans want to focus on that, but they don't want to talk about the 91 felony counts that Donald Trump is facing. Right? It is the fundamental difference between Republicans and Democrats today. While you might disagree with how Democrats get there, and you might disagree with some of the solutions that Democrats come up with, could be health care, could be gun control, you can disagree with policy. But they're trying to come up with solutions to make this country better, to help people. What have Republicans put on the table besides going after Garland and calling the DOJ a two-tier justice system, going after transgenders, going after gay people, drag queen story time? What? are Republicans doing today in Washington to help the American people? The really, the MAGA Republicans have one person in the audience that they're helping, and that name is Donald J. Trump. They're not helping you. They're not helping me. They're only after themselves so they can remain in power and defending Donald Trump to no avail. Defending the orange turd Cheeto Jesus, that's what these MAGA Republicans are doing on Capitol Hill every single day. Every single day, whether it's happening in D.C. or it's happening right here at home, Republicans today care more about defending Donald Trump, the orange turd, and going after, you know, drag queen storybook reading time. They care more about that than you and me, the American people, trying to live the fight day by day. It's hard for me not to laugh when I hear this song. It's very catchy, man. Mike Lindell, he's doing a lot. He's selling those lumpy pillows for you, man. Mike Lindell, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to play this song every day. I love this song. Obviously, you don't have a my pillow. Well, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, uh, we'll be talking to the, the big seven footer. NBA veteran Paul McKeskey is going to be joining us in studio and uh, a lot of uh, issues to get to with him, a lot of things to talk about. I do want to uh, get a little bit more into these uh, NFL games, these fans that are being attacked and particularly this uh, Patriots fan that lost his life. I want to talk to him a little bit about that. Big Mo knows a little bit about uh, unruly fans. He's had to, he dealt with that as a player. I certainly want to talk to him about that in this Adam Pacman Jones music video where he's actually using some video of him in the back of a police car. He's trying to turn that into a positive. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. James Harden and the Philadelphia situation not getting any better by the day. Same things with Lillard and Portland. And on a positive note, I want to, I do want to talk to Big Mo a little bit about Deion Sanders and, and the good things he's doing in Colorado. So a lot to get to with Big Mo. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing Limits right here on KSHP. 
But I'm saying Obviously you don't have a my pillow too. You don't, do you? Lumpy pillow. Kiss my ass. Lumpy pillow. Lumpy pillow. Lumpy pillow. Kiss my ass. Kiss, kiss my ass. Lumpy pillow. Lumpy pillow. Kiss my ass. Lumpy pillow. Lumpy pillow. Lumpy Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. It's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at the Postal Annex. They have a notary signing agent, on-site daily, no appointment needed, and they offer a full-scale of printing services from shipping labels to documents, business cards, banners, photos, and business signage. They're your passport service headquarters. They offer passport photos, and they can renew your adult passports. If you're traveling in a hurry, they can get those passports to you within seven days or less. Mailbox rentals with a physical street address, and they also receive your packages from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, USPS, and more. Here's the best part. If you're a Pushing the Limits listener, they have an introductory rate of only 39 bucks for a three-month service. You can't beat it. Give them a call. 702-873-8005. Check them out at 6130 West Flamingo Road. It's the Postal Annex. Tell them I sent you. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. Call Blake Wynn today and experience the of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Hey everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super. Hero, that is. Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it.
Zinworld Premium CBD offers full and broad-spectrum CBD oil, extracts, and capsules which are designed to help you feel your best. Their products are sourced from the best organic hemp and natural ingredients on the market and are tested for quality, purity, and potency. They have a full range of items from health and wellness to beauty to pets. Call 725-205-9223, visit online at Zinworld.com, or stop by their location at 9895 South Maryland Parkway and Silverado Ranch Parkway. Mention KSHP for 10% off in-store or use code KSHP online for 15% off. Locally owned and operated, come on down to Academy of Hair Design located at 5191 West Charleston Boulevard, number 150 today to begin your career in cosmetology. There is something for everyone from cosmetology to nail technology. You will be able to have the hands-on training that is needed to succeed in this career field. Call 702-878-1185 or visit www.ahdvegas.com today. The London Bridge Resort in Lake Havasu is the perfect place to vacation in style. Their beautifully designed suites include stunning views, a kitchenette, and free Wi-Fi. The well-reviewed and affordable resort has tons of amenities, including a breakfast buffet, kids' camp, a nine-hole golf course, three pools, a marina, boat tours, a water slide, and a great nightlife scene. London Bridge Resort is centrally located in Lake Havasu City, Arizona. Go to LondonBridgeResort.com to plan your getaway today. London Bridge Resort, your Arizona oasis destination. Hungry for the best barbecue in Las Vegas? Come out to the infamous barbecue and meat market, John Moles Meats and Roadkill Grill in Las Vegas. John Moles was featured on the Food Network's Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Now take home delicious meat selections for your grill, and while you're there, grab a bite of the best barbecue in Las Vegas. With two locations now at Tom and Gowan or on North Decatur, you're sure to find the perfect meats for your next barbecue or party. Find us online at johnmolemeats.com. Steiner's, the Nevada Style Pub, invites you to play the best tavern, keno, and video poker in Vegas. Promos are how we roll, so make the most of your gaming dollars here with us. Come play our proud partner gaming promotion, Fly Aviators Fly, and receive daily free play, bonuses, and more. With a chance to win awesome brand of prizes and big money for all the jackpots each week. It's not only great gaming that Steiner's Pub has, it's the 24 awesome rotating draft beers. Vegas is best appetizers to match. So join us in supporting your Las Vegas Aviators, Golden Knights, Lights, Aces, and the Raiders, as we make history in Vegas. Steiner's, the Nevada Style Pub at 8410 West Cheyenne, 1750 North Buffalo, and Las Vegas Boulevard at Windmill. Steiner's, I love this place. Located only four miles from downtown Colorado Springs at just 10 miles from Pikes Peak, Hyatt Place Colorado Springs Garden of the Gods offers spacious rooms featuring contemporary decor with stylish furnishings, including divided living and sleeping areas, the Hyatt Grand Bed, state-of-the-art media and work center, a 42-inch flat panel high-definition television that easily integrates with laptops and other devices, and complimentary breakfast is included in your stay. Hyatt Place Colorado Springs Garden of the Gods at 503 West Garden of the Gods Road. Visit HyattPlace.com. At the Bagel Cafe, the recipe is simple, good food, and generous portions. Family-owned and operated since 1996, the Bagel Cafe is a unique restaurant where you can get anything your appetite desires, from a bagel and a schmear to piled high corned beef on homemade rye, fresh fruit platters and salads, or creamy New York cheesecake. Check them out at TheBagelCafeLV.com. The Bagel Cafe, where there's something delicious for everyone. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York-style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east 
of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. joining us we got the big fella paul mckeskey in studio a 12-year nba veteran 20-year coach you don't have a my pillow too <laughs> we're listening to the uh i'm telling you this song is so catchy mo it's like the new song for, for ptl man it is. it is well if you are mentally deranged and uh you need help which we both are we both are then there's always sahara west urchin primary care you see how i did that uh see how i did that segue i'm just such a trend such a pro such a pro not that kind of transition republicans don't like that i should be i should be a i should be a nevada broadcasters hall of fame yeah maybe if i maybe if i'm in, in the radio business for 40 years maybe maybe i can do that i don't know check out sarah west urgent care 6125 west sarah avenue uh they take walk-ins no appointment needed if you don't have insurance 95 dollars I don't think they're playing this song in the lobby over and over again, but if they are, that, that would make things even better. Give them a call, 702-248-0554. You can also visit them online at sarahwesturgentcare.com. And we got Big Mo in the house. Yeah. That that actually came from, uh, all right, that's enough of Mikey. I can't take it. Obviously, you don't have a mic pillow, too. That came from a deposition. That came from a deposition. Yeah, and he was insulting the attorney, and, and we got a little song made oh, out of it. So, man. yeah, it worked out pretty good. Anyway, Mo, how you doing, man? I'm Thanks good. for being here. I'm good, man. How you doing? So, uh, struggling through rehab, trying to get through it and uh, get to the other end of like the six to uh, the eight to ten weeks where my knee right. is. You know, I, I had knee replacement five weeks ago, and uh, you know, it, it's. People told me, you know, I have my hip done, and they said, you know, this is a lot harder, and boy, were they right, more pain and more rehab, but, you know, I'll get over that two weeks, in about two more weeks, hopefully. And then uh, in the long term, the pain will subside, and you'll be very happy that you had the yes, surgery. Yes, yeah. and that's what everyone that I've yeah. talked to before had said. Good, you good. Know, so, yeah. the, the, the fight of uh, and the physical battles of being an NBA basketball player, which Mo was for 12 long years. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, totally then you, I mean, you know, Brian, too. Like, you add up, okay, four years of college, right? Yep. Four years of high school. Sure. Even before that, in grade school, playing on cement, mm-hmm. you know, doing all that. It, I mean, it's wear and tear on your body. And now there's there's obviously better medicine today. But back when you were playing, uh, and you started playing in what the the, the early eighties. Uh, well, you played high school ball in what the seventies. Seventies, right? Yeah, high school ball in the seventies. You played a great career over at Kansas. Great college player, and then and then in the NBA, where it's just it was brutal, and the physical battles you had back then were very different than what we see in the nba today and the travel and the rehab and the uh strength and conditioning coaches all they know now and nutrition and 
but we both know nutrition yeah. one of my and getting into brawls with Charles Barkley and Charles Oakley. Maybe Charles. Yeah, yeah. So you know, uh, uh, but I'm glad you're doing better, and and I'm sure you'll you'll make a full recovery in a couple weeks. So get you back on the golf Sexy course. Sexy scar though. Huh? I'm gonna get you back on the golf course. You hit him pretty good there a few months ago. Yeah, I, I was enjoyed, impressed. I enjoyed playing with you guys. Yeah, now and, yeah. You know, but that was. You know what I like best though. Hitting your drives because it was a scramble. That's what I. That was that was a lot of fun. <laughs> so I, I want to. I, I I don't. I haven't been talking about poker much on this show. I do it when there's a scandal. Obviously, my friend Danny Negreanu comes on the show all the time. I'm going to try to see if the poker brat Phil Helmuth can do the show tomorrow. He's done the show awesome. before. You know, I've been in this town 20 years, and you get to know some of these poker players. And and uh, I'm a poker player. I've been playing poker most of my life. I don't play much these days because I don't have the time anymore. Just like golf, like it's time consuming. But this is a story that is so disturbing, and, I, and I've said this, Mo, on the show plenty of times. Poker's a, 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 it's a scummy atmosphere. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of cheating involved in some situations. You're there to take somebody else's money. It's not a gentleman's game, and there are cheaters out there. It could be a scandal where you have chips in your pocket in a tournament. Uh, that's happened before. People colluding against one another. It's happened on the Internet all the time. It happens in live games all the time as well. But this is a story that is really... Um, rocked me i think we've all been touched right uh when it comes to cancer it's affected uh people's lives and the people that have lost their lives we all know people sadly that have passed away as i do in my family from cancer so this guy's uh the story here mo is this guy's an amateur poker player and he said he had terminal cancer guy accepted upwards of thirty thousand dollars so that he could play in the world series of poker which he said was a dream come true for him to be in it uh, his name is Rob Mercer, and he's now admitting that it was a lie, that he made up a stage four colon cancer diagnosis for his GoFundMe page back in June. Hmm. Uh, he said, I did lie about having colon cancer. I don't have colon cancer. I used that to cover my situation. What I did was wrong. Here's the problem. He sets up this GoFundMe page. And again, it's only $10,000. I say only. It's still uh, $10,000 to play in the made of many. He accepted over $30,000. And the review journal had asked him, do you plan on giving the money back? And he said, no. So two things here. Number one, he should never be allowed to play in the World Series of Poker again. No question. Number two, to me, this is a crime. We've seen it all over the place where you set up GoFundMes. After the October 1 shooting, there were people that set up GoFundMes claiming that they were there and they weren't. And they were prosecuted. Some of them were. This is a lie. and But it's not just a lie. It's a crime. Not only should he have to pay the money back, but I believe he should be prosecuted. What do you think about yeah, this? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's fraud, uh, number one. Yeah. Uh, uh, number two, uh, lying, cheating, scamming people is horrendous. But lying, cheating, scamming people in the name of cancer is just way, way over the edge. I mean, that's, you know, and, you know, we used to say, you know, uh, you know, what what goes around comes around or whatever. And I mean, you know, that's just to me. And that's why, you know, I understand like GoFundMe pages and stuff and, and, and it's, it's a worthy cause to help people. But I'm always uh, a little leery because you never know what, what's going on with, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, so, but that, you know, using a disease, uh, someone's disadvantage, someone like that is just, is horrendous. And, mm-hmm. I mean, he openly admitted it. I don't understand why someone wouldn't go after him for fraud on it. And is well, it, is it there? Let me ask you this. I don't even know. I'm just throwing this out. 
uh, I'm not a lawyer. I play one on the radio, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, isn't that if he collected money over cer- um, uh, many states, isn't that a federal crime and isn't that uh, I believe it racketeering c- or something like that? I believe it could be. Here's the good news. The, the good people at GoFundMe, and, and they do a pretty good job at, 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 for the most part in policing if something like this happens. Uh, they put out a statement, and they said that everybody's been refunded the money, oh, which good. is great. Yeah. So that's that's really important. So that's yeah. number one. Listen, there were people that donated 25 bucks, 50 bucks, and I know one person donated five grand Ooh. that talked about it. I'm like, great that they were refunded. That's number one. They also said they are willing to cooperate with investigators and, and law enforcement. This guy needs to go to jail. Um, this is, the first of all, Talk about taking away from the real victims of cancer. Oh. Uh, there are people on GoFundMe, and I applaud it, people that have disease, that need a surgery, whatever the case. All the power to you. There's people in this country with money that are good people that want to help people. This takes away from that because yeah. then, like what you just said, I'm always leery and I'm worried mm-hmm. because of douchebags like this guy, for lack of a better term. Um, so anyway. I'm gonna and, try, that, yeah. and that should be part of the pun- part of the punishment is he not only did he take money and fraudulently, but now he's uh, – cast a shadow over like everything else like you just said so you know that you know that's like a domino effect it really is and uh, another black eye to 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 poker you know i go to the world series of poker every year because i know a lot of people there and i've played in the main event and um you go around and, and recognizable faces if you watch poker on tv they're walking around asking people for money to back them and uh you know there's a lot of these poker players uh, i would say 90 percent of them have degenerate gambling problems mm. you know i was talking to a guy at uh the stratosphere a couple weeks ago i won't say who he was but he's a prominent poker player uh and a guy that i've seen on tv multiple times and he's a really nice guy and i saw him at the uh, baccarat table and i sat down just to talk with him for a couple minutes um super nice guy but i saw this guy go through ten thousand dollars um in a span of maybe 15 minutes and you could i could see how angry he was and i can also i i I felt like saying to him and it's not my business but i felt like (laughs) dude what are you doing you're a skilled poker player clearly you've made money playing poker why would you play a game like that where you have okay Couple hundred bucks, have some fun, whatever. Even a thousand dollars, you can afford it, fine. But like, you can see how visibly angry I was. I'm like, dude, you don't have an advantage in this game. You're a good poker player. Like, uh, it's just here's, many a, of, here's the thing: if 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 you're not enjoying it and you're getting mad at it, there's something wrong. I, well, there's definitely something wrong with well, me then, because I get very angry at the craps table. You get angry at everything. <laughs> you get angry at a poker machine. I do. I do. <laughs> but uh, you know, I could be flipping a coin with you for money, and I'd be getting. Angry. <laughs> but uh, I used to play in a lot of charity golf tournaments. You know, mm-hmm. back when I played a lot. Sure. I mean, I'm talking about thirty. 40 a summer, you know, and just play it. And it was great fun. And it always cracked me up uh, and interests me that, you know, I play with a group of guys. I'm good, you know, and they were happy to have me as their celebrity because they could use my, my balls and my drives and yep. my putts and all that stuff. But I would see these guys like, uh, you know, getting mad, you know, maybe shanking one right or pulling one left and getting mad. And I go, Hey, uh, uh, how much golf do you play? Oh, uh, I play a couple times a month. Mm. Then why do you expect to be better than you are? How about uh, we just have some beers and enjoy it I'll instead you, of being mad? I'll give you the best answer, and, and you know this as well as anybody, competitiveness. <laughs> if you have a, a problem with competitiveness, it could be a Pac-Man video game or it could be on the golf course. You know, if, if you're a little crazy, and I agree with you, you know, sometimes we, <laughs> if life is so short, let's just go out there and have a good time. But even when I'm on the golf course, hey, I hit a bad shot. I get, I don't, I'm not as crazy as I used to be, <laughs> but, but. 
you know, I, I, I do, I can relate to certain people. I get like yeah. that at the poker table. But I would say, see, my, to my point, like when you were playing a lot of golf and you're a good golfer, yeah, and then you played bad, you were upset, right? But now you don't play as much. I don't. So you don't get as listen. Upset. If I shoot in the mid seventies, I, I go out there and I have a good time. When I played with you, I, I, I don't think I hit one bad shot. I had oh, one of those are, days. On I had one of those days where yeah, I played really yeah. well, and that that was a lot of fun. And but we won that tournament. We did. Way. We did yeah. win that tournament. Right. But listen, if I go out there and I'm hacking it up and I'm playing bogey golf, to some people that's really good golf for them. Mm-hmm. Not for me. I want to play. I want to be around par. And if I'm not playing well, it's not as much fun for me. It's still the yeah. saying, a bad day of golf is still better than a, a good day at work. And I, I tend to agree with that. But uh, I understand, I guess I understand the competitive nature of people, but uh, people shouldn't take it too far, or at least don't make it less fun for other people. If you're making it less fun for other people, then you have a problem. <laughs> but the the, the po- point is, if you're a really good poker player, don't lose money at Baccarat. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's true. Well, anyway, as far as this guy goes, what a scumbag. What a scumbag. I don't know him. He's not a professional poker player. When you lie about having a terminal disease like cancer to make money so that you can play and, and support your gambling addiction, you are a special type of scum. That's another. You're in a special category, that's man. That's another level of wrong. Well, a, a lady, uh, so a friend of mine who's a bartender used to work with a lady at that same restaurant. And she put up a GoFundMe page and she was doing, inter- she did an interview on CNN and made up a story about October 1, how this guy was shot right next to her and she gave him CPR. It was a loaded BS story oh, wow. and she got boatloads of money on GoFundMe because she gave it out on Anderson Cooper's show. And it turns out that was a lie. Uh, there are just some really bad people out there. And, and we just have to admit that there are some really bad people in society that will lie like this guy and say that he's going to die of cancer. I want to get in the World Series of Poker. Just be really careful. What? Uh, just curious. Why did he come out now and say, admit he was lying? Because one of his friends asked for I read about this. I did a little research. So one of his friends, who's a professional poker player, gave him a lot of money, like maybe I think it was like four or five grand. Uh-huh. And was very suspect about him having cancer because he was doing normal, healthy things. And he said, I want evidence and proof that you have cancer. He refused to show him the evidence. So yeah. that was obvious to his friend. You better own this or I'm going to. Okay, so so yeah, he yeah. took the initiative. And I guess the RJ did an interview with him and he owned it with the review journal. Right. So he kind of is. His ex friend now, right, right, uh, right, right. You know, yeah, you know, uh, pulled him out, and, and yeah, and I hit that guy up on social media. I said, hey, if you want to, because I want somebody to come on to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty crazy story to there's say the bad, least. and then there's bad on top of bad. Yes, yes, there is. Obviously, I want to talk some hoops with you, and but before we get to basketball, let's let's talk. God, we've been talking about some funny stories. That's a very <laughs> unfortunate story. Let's talk about a really cool story, and that is Deion Sanders. I think most people would agree Dion's a pretty good guy. I mean, he's he's a religious man. Never heard him speak negatively about anybody for the most part. I mean, I think um, he had some controversy in his career where he was a professional uh, baseball player, right, for a little bit. Yeah. And oh, then, yeah. and then yeah. if memory serves me right, correct me if I'm wrong, he was in the playoffs, and then he played an NFL game. I, was it that same day? Yeah, a helicopter. Right? Flew a helicopter and played in the uh, baseball. I thought that was very selfish of him to do that. Um, but he did it. And he was a great baseball player, a real Hall of Fame football player. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there were people that had issues with some of the things he did in his career. But I, I don't necessarily think he's a bad guy. I well, that- I, th- I think uh, with the when he was with the Cowboys, he like a lot of those guys back in the day partied a lot and right. did some crazy stuff. And he's owned up to that. But, yeah. But generally, 
uh, a good guy. Seems like a good father, yeah. right? A good uh, family. No nonsense. Now. I mean, yeah. he's going to tell you. I mean, he's, <laughs> you know, I, I have to, we have two sons, and you know, but he's fa- in, you know, famously or infamously said, I he rates his sons now from <laughs> one to three. I'm like, I don't know if he could ever do that. But that's kind of funny, actually. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but overly a, a, a good guy. It yeah. says it like it is. He's yeah. not going to BS you. So there were some people that were skeptics, and listen, he's still early in his tenure, but. All signs are showing that he's a heck of a good college football coach. He's well-respected. He's getting everything out of the talent that he has. Uh, And, you know, the coach over there at Colorado, they just had a great game uh, over the weekend against Colorado State. That was a phenomenal college football game. And And, uh, and here's like Colorado versus Colorado State got like millions and millions of watchers. Right. And and part of that is Deion Sanders. Oh, absolutely. No question. question. It was a great football game. Now, the coach over there at Colorado State is a controversial (laughs) coach. And there were some controversial plays, and coach over there at Colorado State is not a Deion Sanders fan, has said some disrespectful things about Deion Sanders. But I love how Deion Sanders handled it. He's like, listen, I wish him all the best. Didn't say anything negative about him and, and taking the high road. I just think this is a really cool story. This is great for college football. Um, I think it's great that Deion is coaching his kid, uh, right? Two I'm, of them. Yeah, a couple of his kids. Uh, yeah. I think that's super cool also. And um, I don't know... If he continues, and he's off to a pretty great start. He's got a big he's, couple of weeks coming up. Yeah, he does. But I, I don't think he's going to be at Colorado in a couple of years. I think he's going to go somewhere else. Yeah, I hope. Like, um, he, he went to uh, Jackson, uh, Jackson State, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which is a lower level college, and really did well there. Obviously, had his son as a quarterback, who's one of the top quarterbacks in the country now. And then he went to Colorado, which is a high, high level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it's a little different. One thing I know, I'll tell you this. Deion Sanders is a good coach, but what he's best at is hiring good people around him and letting them do their job. Good offensive coordinator, good right. defensive coordinator, and he lets them do their job. And that's hard for a lot of coaches to do to give up their ego and say, no, you call the plays. Did you have any coaches that? I mean, you don't have to mention names, but <laughs> did you have head coaches that really didn't quote let you? Because you were an assistant coach for the Dallas Mavericks for years. Mm-hmm. You've been around a long time. Did you have head coaches that you felt like were uh, th- that didn't let you be you and do your job? Uh, absolutely. I, uh, I'm not going to name names, but there's a coach that I was an assistant coach with that uh, uh, I, I was uh, the second tier of assistant coach. So mm-hmm. in the NBA, you have your three top assistants. And then you have probably three. Unless it's the NBA Summer League, then there's 40 assistants. Then there's 20, yeah. (laughs) But, you know, so you understand you got to know your place. And practice is, uh, you know, limited time. So you don't want a lot of voices chipping in, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, you know, he pretty much, he he told us, listen, during practice, I only want to hear that coach and that coach, two voices. And uh, I don't want anybody else, you know. Uh, adding anything, which I think is, you know, so if I had something to say, I would go to one of my, the other assistants say, you know, hey, listen, we should probably look at this, maybe pick and roll coverage. So remember, we got a front after we switched, stuff like that. So he could tell Avery who could tell the players. And I think that's overboard. But uh, let me ask, can I ask you another question when it comes to this, though, on a positive note? A coach that you worked for that was the opposite, that was great, that just said, let's Mo be Mo, let's his assistants do their thing. Like, do you have a coach that you say, wow, that guy was great? I would say one of the, you know, the best coaches ever, Don Nelson. Yeah. Uh, you know, who coached me in Milwaukee, coached me in Golden State, and then I worked for him with the Dallas Mavericks as an assistant. And he was, you know, he, you know, 
uh, he was known for letting players have input. Like when we did shoot around, which is the day of the game, we're going to talk about how we're going to play pick and rolls and the team tonight he would ask the player like Sidney Moncrief how do you want to get through this pick and roll and what what do you want to do and then okay that'll be plan a and then if not we'll do our plan b so he is famous for doing that and also as his assistants he let his assistants step up and you know run their thing and have a voice in in uh, in the whole show so uh, I would say Don Nelson's probably the one at one of the uh most open because uh, head coaches and a lot of coaches in general, people in, in any sport, their egos are huge and they have to be at some extent. Sure. But you have to know when to put them aside, yeah. uh, you know, so there's kind of a balancing act there. But I mean, is there anybody more laid back who likes marijuana more than Don Nelson? <laughs> Not can anymore. I, can I ask you a question about Don? Oh, do you talk to him at all recently? I haven't talked to him in years. Yeah. I heard a story on HBO Real Sports. Because they did a story on Don Nelson. By the way, I'm really sad that that show is ending because I think it's one of the best shows on TV sports-wise. I think Brian Gumbel's fantastic, oh, and they yeah. have great reporters on that I show. I didn't know that was ending. Legends, yeah. Oh. Brian Gumbel's yeah, stepping down, and, and I think they've had a nice run. But anyway, they did a story on Don Nelson, and he's out there. I don't know. I think it may be in Montana or somewhere. And he's living in the mountains, and, and he has this group of friends, five or well, six friends. He's in Maui. Or Maui, I'm sorry. Yeah. Not the same. Diff- an M, different one, Maui. <laughs> And he has this poker game that he runs like every week, a couple times a week. And there's like same six or seven guys and they have a great time. They're smoking weed. He has his own weed. Yeah. Yeah. He does it all. Yeah. And I, they had told a story uh, and I don't mean to laugh. Nelly Cush, I think. I don't mean to laugh about this story, but it's so crazy that apparently a guy passed away oh, yeah. in the middle of their poker game. And listen, he was dead. They, they, they couldn't help him. I'm not, I'm not making the claim that they just let him die. Mm-hmm. He was dead. And they and they let him sit there dead, and they continued playing. And I'm like, that's a special, that's a different level of that's, laid back. That's, uh, like, that's like a cowboy dying with his boots on, right? Yeah. I'm like, who who does that? that well, I know, uh, you know, I I never played poker with uh, with Nelly. I was scared to, uh, but I played golf with him. And yeah. What was every, that like? Everything is like uh, everything is a bet. Like it's not a big bet, fifty cents a buck, but everything. Three putts, uh, Sandy's where you get a par after you're hitting the sand. Barky, you get a par after you hit a tree. Uh, you know, the, the <laughs> a three, Barky, the I love it. I never heard of that. You get a par after you hit a tree. Uh, and, uh, you know, all those things are going on <laughs> and barky. really interesting. But, uh, I know, uh, that he's, you know, he's in Maui and his neighbors, one is Alice Cooper and one is, uh, uh, Willie Nelson. So, you know, that's, that's who he's playing poker with. That's who he's smoking weed with, and that's who he's playing golf with. I'm looking at a picture on social media of Don Nelson's uh, marijuana farm. It looks extremely large, and uh, yeah, that's pretty pretty cool actually. Yeah. But he is uh, he he is uh, you know he played for the Boston Celtics, won many championships. He was a role player. Uh, he was a coach's coach. I played for him. He. He, we really got along because I think I reminded him of him when he played. You know, not spectacular, but oh, do whatever he could do to help the team win. And uh, you know, but he is one of the unique people. And I remember a few years back when I saw a picture of him at the Basketball Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Sidney Moncrief was getting inducted or somebody. And he, he, you know, when he was coaching and playing, he was like a country boy from Iowa and. You know, he looked like a, a Miami uh, 
you know, slick back hair, mm-hmm. you know, big tan. <laughs> I didn't really recognize him. But. I have a funny Don Nelson story for you because I was actually at this game. So this is the Boston Garden. I, I believe he was coaching the Golden State Warriors. I could be wrong. But uh, you remember uh, Dana Barros. You probably played mm-hmm. against him. Sure. Uh, great three-point shooter. And I guess this was the point where he had some NBA record streak where he had made at least one three in hundreds and hundreds of consecutive games. Right. And it was this streak. And the Golden State Warriors, they're up like 30 points. There's like four minutes to go. And the Boston commentators are all like, uh-oh, well, Barros needs a three. Otherwise, this streak is going to end. There's literally 20 seconds left in the game. Totally irrelevant possession. Like I said, they're up, Golden State's up like 20 or 30. And Don Nelson calls a timeout because he knows they're trying to get the ball to Tana Barrows. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was actually kind of funny. He spitefully calls a timeout and they immediately double Dana Barrows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and he chucks the ball from like half quarters. I mean, there was like one in a thousand that he makes the shot and he missed it. But I thought that was so interesting that Don Nelson, effing with the with the Boston Celtics basically and in his own home I was there yeah, yeah. I was there it was in Boston yeah. the game was in Boston and uh, we're just laughing on the way home saying wow I can't believe he actually did that but it was like spiteful I'll tell you I'll <laughs> tell you a Nelly story too I uh I think I was still with Milwaukee and we're playing uh the, the Washington Bullets back then and Manute mm-hmm. Bowl was on the Bullets you know 7-7 seven, seven. Manute yeah that uh you know a uh, horrible free throw shooter, like 20%. Was Manute not a good free throw shooter? No, he's terrible. He was a good three-point shooter, though. Well, yeah. It was Sometimes. Lovely, yeah. Sometimes. But, but he was worse than Shaq at the free throw line. So uh, in the game, I mean, this is strategy that we had in the second half. And uh, we're, we're going to automatically, when the ball comes across half court, we're going to foul Manute. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, unfortunately, well, fortunately, whatever, I was one of the guys guarding him. So I had to foul him. I literally, he came across half court. I picked him up and... You know, that's a foul. I don't want to hit, hurt him or anything like that. And he goes to the free throw line. And I think I fouled him four straight times and he hit eight free throws in a row. And we would look at the bench and go, no, 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 Nelly, you can't foul me. (laughs) (laughs) The late. Great minute ball. He yeah. looked like a grasshopper out there with that three point shot. Oh yeah, he's slinging yeah, yeah. his head and yeah. his son, pretty good player too, right? Yes. Ball ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. Son, oh, yeah. pretty good player. Yeah, it's sad what happened to Minute because he moved to Connecticut, um, very close to where my family lived, mm-hmm. and uh, he liked to gamble. And he oh, went yeah. he went to Foxwoods and Mohegan Sun a lot. Just a terrible tragedy would happen to him. I believe he was in a limousine uh, coming yep. back from Foxwoods and uh, a horrible car accident, and he lost his life, and the driver of that car lost his life, and I think it was a, a drunk driver that hit them. Uh, if memory serves me, yeah, I'm trying he, to remember. But he, and he had had years and years of problems, physical problems yeah. and, and all that. And I'll tell you a story a lot of people don't know. He, uh, uh, I can't remember what country he's from. Uh, Nigeria? I don't know if it's Nigeria or somewhere like that. Anyway, yeah. one of his good friends became uh, prince of the country. So he brought uh, Manute to be the ambassador of basketball, run all them basketball stuff. So he brought Eddie Murphy back here. Huh? <laughs> yeah. No, this is he went back to his country. Oh, okay. And yeah. then uh, he got overthrown, assassinated, and oh they gosh. threw Manute in prison for two years. For I think I heard about that. Yeah, I remember that story. And Manute did so many good things for his people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He was such a charitable guy. Uh, Inca, uh, oh, man, I can't remember. He was famous for killing a, a lion with his with a spear. Oh my! Where is he from, Numchuck? I can't read that from here. Uh, Charlottesville, Ver- well, not originally. Well, yeah, not originally. <laughs> Definitely, but not that, a- that's where he died. Yeah. Oh, in Charlottesville, I thought that was Connecticut. No, okay. he he died. He had kidney. Uh, 
I thought he died in a, a car accident. No, he got failure. very much injured in that car accident. Oh, he and was he, injured. Okay. And then he died a few years later. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he yeah. got injured. Thank you. Yeah. He's definitely not originally from Charlottesville. I'm pretty sure of that. But well, uh, all right. So uh, Sudan. Sudan. My okay. There we go. There we go. The Sudan. Sudan. We knew it was one yeah. of those countries up there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah. yeah. Well, Mo, we're going to take a quick break. Here's what I want to do when we come back. Uh, the NBA season. Can, I, is, can yeah. we talk when we come back? Talk a little bit more about Barry San, uh, about uh, Dion. Dion Sanders. Sure, sure. Happy to. Before we go into Sure, sure, sure. Happy to. Uh, cool. The NBA season is obviously right around the corner. The NHL season is right around the corner. The NFL season is in full swing, so to speak. Um, so there's a lot, lot to College get to. Football, College football is awesome. Uh, there's a lot going on right now. Uh, he's Paul McKeskey, 12-year NBA veteran, 20-year coach, uh, joining us in studio. We're going to talk more sports when we come back. If anybody, I don't think I've ever opened up the phone lines. If anybody has call. a question for Someone Paul McKeskey, uh, now's the time to do so. I, I will, I will allow people to call in and ask Big Mo a question. 702-221-7283. And again, that number, if you'd like to call in, anything sports-wise, not necessarily, not necessarily political, but. <laughs> Uh, maybe we can get some of that Mike Lindell song when we come back to you. Give us a call. 702-221-7283. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHB. Everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super. Hero, that is. Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. It's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits here. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at the Postal Annex. They have a notary signing agent, on-site daily, no appointment needed, and they offer a full-scale printing services from shipping labels to documents, business cards, banners, photos, and business signage. They're your passport service headquarters. They offer passport photos, and they can renew your adult passports. If you're traveling in a hurry, they can get those passports to you within seven days or less. Mailbox rentals with a physical street address, and they also receive your packages from Amazon, UPS, FedEx, USPS, and more. Here's the best part. If you're a Pushing the Limits listener, they have an introductory rate of only 39 bucks for a three-month service. You can't beat it. Give them a call. 702-873-8005. Check them out at 6130 West Flamingo Road. It's the Postal Annex. Tell them I sent you. Buying or selling a home is a huge life event that requires guidance from an expert in the industry and community. My name is Blake Wynn. You may recognize my name as my grandfather was the best governor the state of Nevada has ever had. Growing up in Las Vegas, I've come to know this community intricately. Now, I am raising a family here as well. So I understand all the issues impacting our home and quality of life. As the top realtor for the number one real estate team at Keller Williams, you can have confidence in my experience, knowledge, and track record. When it comes to buying, selling, or investing in real estate, choose a name you can trust and someone who understands the community you call home. 
Call Blake Gwynn today and experience the difference of a trusted expert. 702-540-3311. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment, and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Mo doing a little dancing in studio. I like it. Welcome back. It is pushing the limits, and it is Thursday. Uh, Mo did want to hear a little bit of Mike Lindell, though. I mean, I don't want to ruin things, but uh, well, I wanted to see a little bit of air drumming. Oh, the air drumming. Okay, so, I understand. I got what I want. I'll give you what he wants no, in a minute. Mo's knees are not doing too good, but his elbows are okay. Yeah, his elbows are doing just fine. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, welcome back to the show, everybody. Listen, if you're thinking of buying or selling a home. No better person than my good friend Blake Gwynn over at Keller Williams. You might recognize that name because his grandfather is the former governor, uh, the late, great Kenny Gwynn, who is a phenomenal governor here. Just a wonderful family. I had a chance to meet his mom recently. Uh, just a great guy. And uh, listen, you, if you're thinking of buying or selling a home, you want to talk to a realtor, you want to talk to somebody that knows Vegas inside and out. Well, guess what? Blake has lived here his entire life. What's better than that? Honest, and he'll also give you $1,000 cash back if you mention PTL. Radio Nation. So uh, give him a call. 702-540-3311. And again, that number, 702-540-3311. Maybe you'll get a free uh, Mike Lindell mixtape as well. I don't know. Um, we are taking phone calls as well. We got Big Mo in the house, played in the NBA for 12 years, and uh, coached for two decades. Number to call if you want to be a part of the show is 702-221-7283. And again, that number, 702-221-7283. Who do we have on the line? Ryan. Ryan is on the line. Ryan, you're on with uh, Big Mo. Thanks for calling in, Ryan. What's on your mind? Hey, guys. I just have uh, a few basketball questions, if that's okay. Sure, absolutely. That's what we're here for. Go ahead. Okay, my first question is for Mo. Who was the... Who is the most uh, the, the most competitive trash talker you ever played against? Ooh, good question, Ryan. Good question. <laughs> well, that's a there's a, uh, a couple different. Larry Bird, uh, probably uh, heads and shoulders above everybody else. And the one thing about you know trash talking is BS unless you can back it up. And Larry Bird backed it up. Um, there was a series when we were playing the Celtics in the playoffs, and uh, we had a good game in Boston. And Paul Pressey, if you remember, he was a six-six uh, 
a wing player for us, had a good defensive game against Larry Bird, uh, and then we were going to play him back in Milwaukee two days later. And uh, Don Nelson, our coach, had a quote uh, that said, yeah, Paul Pressey did a great job on Bird, except the headline in the paper said, Paul Pressey is bird killer. And uh, that didn't go over very well with Bird. And that whole next game, he just was lighting us up, Pressey too, and looking at the bench and looking at Nelly and saying, bird killer my ass. He can't guard me. And he would actually say, I'm going to come down next time and shoot from this spot, and there's nothing you can do about it and do it. So, uh he was probably, uh, you know, the best at it uh, in both ways. Uh, you know, but back then, I'll tell you, um, you know, if you trash talked, you better be able to back it up both on the court or with your, it might be with your fist back in the day because, uh, you know, it's kind of the wild, wild west back there in the game. And, you know, if someone gets mad at you, you're going to have to put up or shut up. It wasn't uh, any of the... Uh, uh, you know, fights where you see now, you know, let me go, hold me back. Let me go, hold me back. <laughs> go ahead, Ryan. I know you said you had another question. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, another question. Um, this is also for Mo and Brian, I guess, if, if you want to chime in. What kind of offense do you think the Phoenix Suns are going to run this year, considering they don't have a real distributor? They don't have a, a point guard. Who's going to be that playmaker between Booker, Beal? And obviously it's not going to be Durant. But uh, Beal is a pretty decent pick-and-roll player, and I've seen Booker, you know, initiate the offense, you know, many years ago, about six or seven years ago when he was young in the league. But who do you think is going to be the distributor? I don't, I don't see either of them be that. I think uh, the days in the NBA of a true point guard are pretty much, you know, winding down. And, uh, you know, the game has turned into, you know, everybody having the ball in their hands, everybody, you know, controlling the offense at some point. I mean, you look at the Lakers, LeBron James brings the ball down a lot. Or shoot, in Denver, the Joker brings the ball down. So I think you're going to have a mix of, uh, you know, Phoenix Suns doing that with those three. Uh, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how that blends in because mm -hmm. obviously all three of those guys are big time scorers. But I'll tell you the key to Phoenix this year, in my opinion, and they have a chance at making a run at this thing is, uh, AJ Guyton mm. and, uh, uh, Aiton, I mean, the, Aiton, the big yeah. man. Uh, if he yeah. buys in and is a rim protector, a rebounder, yep. uh, you know, if he buys in, uh, they can be very, very dangerous. I want to chime he, in on that. Yeah, if he doesn't, yeah. it could be a problem because over the last mm -hmm. couple of years, you'll know he had it in with his other coach. I'm yeah. not getting enough shots and blah, blah, blah. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'll I tell you, like, you know what, guy? If you rim run and rebound and offense yeah. rebound, you're going to average 20 points a game anyway. To me, Ryan, I, not that I, I don't think it's a good question because it is, but I don't think that's going to define whether the Phoenix Suns are successful or not. I think what Mo just mentioned is Aiton, and I have I have a problem with him. Uh, first of all, Mo mentioned it. Uh, he has issues with coaches. He complains and whines a lot. Uh, I don't think he's a chemistry guy. He's very talented. He's got size. But I don't see him. I know he's still very young. He's only been in the league several years. Yeah. But I don't see him as a guy that's going to get a lot better. And maybe that's just me saying that. I just don't see it. But if Aiton, you know, changes my mind, and if he has a career year, then I think the Phoenix Suns are going to be very successful. Hey, Ryan, great questions, my friend. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Appreciate you calling in, okay? 
Okay, thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, 702-221-7283 is the number to call. we got Big Mo in the house. I believe we have Fernando on the line. Hi, Fernando. You're on with Mo. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, Mr. McKeskey. I wanted to ask you, um, when you were playing, who gave you the best hated game? Was it like Jake O'Donnell or Hugh Hollins? And who gave you the worst? I mean, you're a senior or Ed Rush. <laughs> <laughs> I think they all got a piece of me at some point. Man. You know, uh, back then refereeing was different because uh, uh, you know it was more it was more personable and uh, contact. I mean, I you know now all the all the refs are you know pretty stoic and everything. But the problem is all the freaking players now complain after every call. And back then, you know, if, if you kept complaining to Dick Bavetta or, uh, you know, any of those guys, they just tell you to shut up and stop <laughs> complaining and stop being a big baby. I, 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 uh, Dick Bavetta's, uh, you know, a long time ref and I really respect him. And, uh, but I remember one game early in my career that, you know, I was whining about him missing a call and I wouldn't let it go. And at a free throw line, he looked at me and said, Hey, uh, uh, shut up, you big baby. Have you, have you ever missed a shot before? I said, yeah. He said, well, I missed that call, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> God. I, what, what can you say after that? Nothing. You can't say anything. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Referees trash talking you. But no, but isn't that the best response? Because in a, in a way, he's being funny about it, but in a way, he's right, and he's admitting that he missed the call. Absolutely. You and can't it, say anything. Yeah, I mean, even as a coach, you saw me in my wild yeah. days as a coach. Oh, man. You know, if you if you have a problem with a referee and you argue about a call, and he goes, you know, coach, I might have missed that, that ends there. You can't say anything. That ends you can't. it. I, but too many yeah. referees want to explain something or tell me this. I ran into yeah. this in the G League with the younger refs when I was coaching the G League, you know, and they're going to try and this is what happened. I'm like, just tell me you missed it. It's no big deal. <laughs> yeah, that, I see that. Uh, you know, I, I was I've been a ref for 20 years. I've taken a break the last couple of years because I don't enjoy it like I used to. But that's what I try to do with coaches, even players sometimes. But if coaches, it, I'll put it to you this way: if a coach is complaining every time down the floor, I'm a pretty good referee. Uh, I have a pretty good feel for the game, but I'm not going to get every call right. No referee can. If a guy has laid off of me and he hasn't been bothering me and he gets on me on a call and I think, man, he might be right, the first thing I will do is go up to him and say, Coach, I missed that one. I'll get you on the next one. And most times when they're good guys, they'll say, I like your response. Huh. I mean, I had a coach and I said that to him and I said, I like your answer there. I Thank respect you. you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, but if a guy is complaining every time down the floor, a oh. coach or a player. It's the NBA now. I, I look at them and I say, you have no credibility. We're not getting every call wrong. You're going to stop barking at me whether I missed the call or not there. You're going to stop or the other team's going to be shooting free throws. I've had it with some of these coaches. Most of the time, I never have an issue with a player. In my 20 years of officiating, I think I had to throw out a player once. I've thrown out coaches multiple times. It's the coaches that usually, and then the players respond to their coach. So, But, but now so, at the NBA level, it's the opposite. Yeah. I mean, every player has a conversation with – when you see – after a foul, if you look on the court – all three refs are talking to some player on some of the team. I mean, I'm like, let's just play. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting next to Eddie F. Rush at the NBA Summer League. And all due respect to Eddie F. Rush, I was sitting next to him around zero personality. Like, I'm asking him a couple questions, and he it's not like he's working or anything. I know many of those guys, they're 
they're watching the game because they're, but this was like at halftime and he's just, a, and then Joey Crawford turns around. He's like, don't talk to that guy. He doesn't, has no idea what he's talking about. Joey Crawford turns around. I'm in like the referee area because <laughs> I like talking to those guys. You know, it interests me. And, uh, Joey Crawford seems like a pretty good dude. I just ran into him at Summer League this year. He seems like a nice he guy. Is a good guy. He, yeah. Uh, but he does. And I used to, I used to kid him like, we just started the game, Joey. Why are you pissed off already? <laughs> <laughs> he, he has that face, you know. <laughs> it's it, it, listen. There are there are good officials. There are bad officials. I will say this: it seems like the majority of the younger officials today are pretty sharp. The younger officials they have in the NBA are pretty good at what they do. Um, it appears that way to me. I think some of the worst officiating in all of professional sports is the NFL. It oh. is a joke. Example. The final play in the New England Patriots game the other day, you cannot convince me that you had overwhelming evidence to overturn the fact that the Patriots didn't get a first down there. That would never happen in any other game. So it's either one of two things. It's either the fix is in or complete and total incompetence. And I'm going to be honest with you, and it's hard for me to say this. I don't know which one it is. I see some calls or non-calls that are so absurd. And I say to myself, what are you looking at? And there's so much money involved in these calls too. So much money on the line. How do you in that New England Patriots game say, oh no, he didn't get a first down. I've watched that replay 30 times from every angle. There's no evidence, overwhelming evidence says he didn't get a first down there. And that's like, that's what's mind boggling about the NFL. No NFL umpire referee is full time, yeah. right? Right. They're all part time. Yeah. And you're talking about not only uh, millions of dollars of players, uh, coaches jobs on the line. And billions of dollars of gambling money. And the end of the Denver-Washington game where clearly a player was being grabbed. And, and I watched that game live. It's not even close. The guy's grabbing his jersey. <laughs> How do you not throw a flag there? The inconsistencies in the NFL are absurd. And I don't know um, why that is. I think for as a whole, NBA officiating is pretty damn good these days. Yeah, it's a, and it, in my opinion, maybe not. It's yeah. a harder harder game to ref, I think, because yeah. there's so much going on at every play. It's so fast. Guys are so strong, so athletic. Um, yeah, no question. We only have like a minute here to go. I know you wanted to mention something just, else about Dion. Yeah, Dion Sanders, like um, different in in the in the coaching world, right? Mm-hmm. A college will hire a coach. Because number one, they want them to win. Number two, they want them to promote their program. Uh, and number one, uh, number three, they want things to run smoothly. Well, Colorado hired Dion mm-hmm. to bring better players and more athletic players to this, to his, to his school. Uh, put Colorado, who was one in 11 last year, back on the map and create national interest. And then number three win, and he's done one, two, and three already. Early in the season against Oregon, it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. And then SC, if they beat Oregon, they're 21, uh, 21 point dogs. But if they beat Oregon, that USC game in, in a couple weeks is going to be Enormous. like a bowl game. Yeah. And if they, even if he flops the rest of the way, if he gets six wins, any bowl will have Colorado football team invited to him. Yeah. I know. I agree with everything you just 
just said, and, and it's incredible, uh, the turnaround. And it goes to show you these coaches around the country yeah. that get hired right away year one, uh, they make excuses, and, and Here, it could be done right away. Yeah, and he has 80 new players. But, right. you know, but here's the other thing. His, one of his players got really hurt in the last game on a cheap shot, in my opinion. Yes. And he's got death threats. So he went on national press conference and said, listen, he might have made a mistake. He's a good kid. He's just a kid. Leave him alone. He doesn't deserve any death threats. I love that's, that. That's really. Stupid. I love that, and that's uh, that's class. And yep. you want to see that from uh, any 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 coach out there. All right, Big Mo, always fun. And he's Glad. got great intro music. He does. Not as good as the my not as good as the my pillow music, but uh, <laughs> it's it's getting there. Big Mo, thanks for coming on. As always, appreciate Absolutely. it, my friend. We'll 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 see you next week. Someday next week. I don't think Thursday is going to work, but we'll get you in one of the days next week. Uh, good luck with that knee. Seems like you're on the the path to recovery. So happy uh, tomorrow on the show, everybody. Pastor turned stripper. Most most favorite guest. She's your co-host. Now. Yeah, Nicole on, Mitchell's going to be joining us tomorrow. So that's going to be uh, that's always going to be a lot of fun. And we might have a special guest in our number one as well. I'm working on that. So uh, see you tomorrow, folks. Have a great day. Yeah.